Welcome to A Dummy's Guide to Geekdom, the show that tries to give everyone a crash course on geek culture. Whether you're trying to understand some trends, know enough to start a conversation with a friend, or you just want to know what on earth someone is talking about, we are here for you. I am your super dummy, Paul, and today I am joined by the wonderful Mr. Spider Dan. How are you, sir? I'm very good, Paul. Thanks for having me back uh, on your wonderful, wonderful podcast, as per usual. Um, yeah, and I'm very interested in uh, doing, uh, again, trying to keep my prattle down to a <laughs> to a minute uh, amount of time. So I will do that as best I can. Uh, but I'm very, very happy to be back. It's always lovely to speak to you. You are a lovely human being and it is wonderful to hear your voice. And I'm sure the people out there are quickly looking at their podcast apps and saying, how long is this? <laughs> <laughs> We've got Dan on, so it's going to be at least four hours. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. No so problem. Settle in. <laughs> <laughs> so today we are talking about a topic which I believe you are, shall we say, excited about, enjoying, I don't know. Um, but it is the TV show The Peep Show. Not The Peep Show. Oh, Peep Show. See, Peep I've show. already done it wrong. You've, you've ruined it. You've you've proved it once again, Paul. You are a big dummy. Uh, <laughs> no, um, Peep Show. Yeah, it's probably my favourite kind of uh, Britcom uh, sitcom, British sitcom. It's uh, it's told in a very unique way as well. It's two twenty somethings who become thirty, forty somethings as as the series goes on. And they're both kind of, it's kind of an odd couple type show. Um, one is obviously um, a very, you know, what's the word, kind of, one's a bit more chill and relaxed and mm. a bit of a slob, and the other one's the opposite, basically. I can't think of the words now. It's early in the morning. I'm only having my first coffee. Um, but uh, <laughs> the the unique thing about the show um, that a lot of kind of other sitcoms don't have is you you see things from their perspective, so in per, uh, first person BOV, right. and also you hear the characters' thoughts. Okay, so it's it's a you get a kind of unique perspective and kind of all those kind of humorous thoughts and feelings that someone has that again we don't necessarily act on or that we you know that um, there's just like just an odd weird thing like in the first episode um uh mark it's mark and jez mark and jeremy who live together right. uh, and they're played by uh uh mark is it mark webb mark webb david mitchell yeah i robert think that's webb. right robert webb that was it see again very early in the morning <laughs> you've, you've got me on for all my expertise and i don't know the fucking names um but yes they are a comedy duo they did the mitchell and webb look they're mm. on tv a lot they've written books together scripts you name it and like the opening episode, there's a bit where these these kids um, kind of come up to him and like, all right, all right, clean shirt, all right, clean shirt. And he's like, what does that mean? What does <laughs> is that an insult? Do you have a clean shirt? And then they're, they're like, and they're like, oh, can we have some of your coke, mate? Can we have some of your coke? And he's and he goes, all right, all right then. And he goes to give him that, and they go, oh, he's a pedo, he's a pedo. And he and then in his in a monologue, he's going, I'm not a pedo, I'm not a pedo, I'm not a pedo. And even though he's not definitely not a pedo, he has to convince himself that he's not a pedo. <laughs> he has to say it in his head. He's like, yes, I'm definitely not a pedo. I'm not a pedo. You know, it's this, um, uh, you know, this mon mantra he has to say. 
and it's 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 probably not it's probably not a comedy for everyone but i've always seen myself as kind of both sides of kind of mark and jeremy i'm a bit of a slob but also right. i like things in a certain way at the same time and <laughs> and i'm a bit awkward and a very organized know, mess <laughs> Yeah, basically, basically, <laughs> I would describe my life as such and myself as such. Um, but yeah, and they—they basically we see their their lives, their failures, their loves, um, you know. And I've always found it really, really relatable on on so many levels. Mm. I used to have a friend who I think I talked about this on Mike's show, who um, I, I said to him, I was like, "Have you ever had like a weird thought?" Uh, or you thought, you know, you had an impulse in act in acting. They called it the imp. Like, go with your impulses. Yeah. Go what's natural. You know, um, just just run with it, roll with it to, to a point, and then they'll be like, no, that was shit, or that was good. But I, I would say, I said to my friend, and I said, I said, have you ever like been to a job interview and you've gone? I wonder what would happen if I punch this guy in the face. <laughs> And obviously, you know, you're not going to do it. No. You're not going to act on it. You're not going to. Obviously, you'd be like, "Well, I'm not going to get a fucking job for a start." Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's get, not going to be I a moment get... of I really respect you for doing that. You've got the job. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I like the cut of your gym. Tired. <laughs> um, you never know. You never oh, know. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Certain certain people are uh, very weird, um, as this show proves. Yeah. And. Uh, and yeah, and I said to him, I was like, I was like, you never, you never done that. You never had like a, you know, had that impulse. Obviously, you've thought about it. You've probably imagined. I, I tend to imagine, like, you know, it sounds horrible, but I do. I have a, an overactive imagination, and it goes off. And like, some days I'll be like, what if, what if my mum's dog died? And then I'd be like, and then I'll play out the entire scenario for like the next six months. The, the knock-on effects. Yeah. I create my own little, uh, you know, alternate universe in my head, and then. And then, like you know, like a minute or two later, I'm like, "What the fuck are you doing? What what is this? What, what, why are you, why is your brain going here? Why did you even think about this? Why have you put so much detail into this when you should be like focusing on your work or wherever or the customer on the call or something?" Um, anyway, back to, back to this guy. Um, this um, have my friend. He said he said, "Oh, I, n- I never I never have thoughts like that." And he was like, "Oh, it's dead weird that you have thoughts like that." And I was like. No, it isn't. It's no, weird it's that you don't. Yeah, everyone like, has you... something like that. You have even it may not be regular. It like mm. if it's every moment of your life, then that may yeah. be an issue. But mm. every now and then, you'll have this thought of, "Oh, what if? What if?" It's just a what if, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. You just play. You just play. What if you do your own little, you know, Marvel what if issue? You just go, "Yeah, what if I did this? What if this happened in my universe? You know, what what path would that make me?" take me down but yeah it was it, like I, i've read that like there's some people out there that don't have like an inner inner monologue mm. like an inner like an inner voice um and you know like not like a obviously like a psychological problem but just a just kind of a general like oh i'm thinking my thoughts and this is oh i wish i wish that person hadn't said that yeah. in my head um and, I, and that freaks me out as well i'm like oh wow that's i just can't even imagine that just no. that like silence um yeah. but but i think the show captures that really well and and there's a lot of humor that comes from it and i, I love like the awkward sex scenes in it and the kissing <laughs> is really interesting um and obviously they're, they're shooting it in a way that's quite if you if you look it up online you can see like behind the scenes photos and they're like 
leaning in and kissing a camera and things like that. Mm. Um, and it's it's not like it's it's obviously it's realistic in a sense where you know you you kind of you know you don't kiss the actual camera like the bit the lens you you go to the side and kiss the side of the camera sort right. of thing. Um, and there's some some really you know there's some really interesting some some dark humor in it as well some really really dark humor that, that's why I say it probably what wouldn't be for everyone um i I, th- I think it is probably more skewed to the to the male audience because all these thoughts and feelings are are by two men and and have them yeah, so it'd be more relatable yeah absolutely yeah so yeah. it might not be as right and a lot of the women don't you know <laughs> they, they they come up they come off well because these two characters are idiots you know <laughs> it's the classic it's the classic yeah. laurel and hardy isn't it it's the the two idiots but one thinks he's smarter than the other one right it's that that comedy kind of duo it's like you know it's like well i know better because you're the fool but actually i'm foolish in a totally different way and and, I, and i've always appreciated that and appreciate the humor of it and and like my life's full of awkward little moments or awkward things I've said, and it and it captures that really well. Um, and yeah, I've always I've always had fun with it. Even the even the worst series of Peep Show, I I really love. Uh, I you know I even the worst one where I'm like, yes, yeah, it's not great this series, but I think that there's a block of like epi- like I think series one to five, which are just like yeah, burned into my brain. Um, there's a, a Olivia Olivia Coleman's in it as well. Um, oh, yeah. One of probably her earliest role before she went on to superstardom as she is now, yeah. and she's great. She's really fantastic, really likable, really personable. Um, you know, and and it's you you see where she's going. Like you can see, you know, she. I think I think towards the the end of the series, they're like, you know, she gets a bit like crazy, and she, you know goes off on these kind of like weird binges and tangents and stuff and um but I, I think that's just more for her to play with. And there is a there is an edge of realism to it, um, I think, because of of the inner monologues and the things. Mm. Like, you know, um I will say that, but there's a character called Superhands, if you haven't seen the show, who is basically a <laughs> all the kind of stereotypical, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll type characters um you've ever met just put into a put into a into one character and he's 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 pretty much everyone's favorite character just because he's so ludicrous like um there's a there's a there's a an episode early on and he's like he's like uh he's like are you all right there supans are you okay and he's like yeah it's just um you know this crack it's really moorish <laughs> and that like that kind of like sets the scene and he's like you know he wants to he, he's like he's he's always trying to present this like weird and interesting kind of you know musical personality and mm. and and they're all in a band and they're in a band like jazz does music that's his thing but he never he's never on time with his rent he's scruffy looking and you know super hands is in his band and they're arguing about the ba- the band name or the or the the pub name, uh, like the pub the pub name's a great gag because it's um is like is like um what's he say? He says uh, oh I was thinking about naming the pub something you know like normal like you know the the fox and the hound or something, mm. and he's like how about this swan, 
and pedo. <laughs> Which I, th- I I think you know you know given given all the uh, all the things that's happening uh, with the royal family at the moment and mm. all the controversy, um, probably probably a, a good fit for a pub now, I guess. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I'm sure there must be one out there somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure. I am. I am almost certain there's there's a there's a Swan and Pedo somewhere just because of the 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 popularity of Peep Show. They're t- they're talking about doing a film, maybe. Um, oh, right. But again, that's not materialised. They've done they've done a film before. They did a film called The Magicians or Magicians, um, and that that wasn't too good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, some people don't like the Mitchell and Webb look because it's a little obvious. It's a little over the top, and I think there is something to be said about the grounded nature of this. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I think I've, I've always kind of, I, I love, I love comedy anyway, but I've always gone for things that kind of, kind of slide on the awkward scale. I think I've always quite enjoyed something that's a bit unusual and off kilter. I, I really like spaced, which is very unusual, mm. you know, for, for sitcoms and Britcoms. Um, but I, I, if you haven't watched it, it's on Netflix just just binge it it's very bingeable it's got a great um it's got a great theme song as well um and yeah i think i think it's great i, I don't know if you've managed to watch any or or seen any no i it's really weird because i've lived near croydon all my life which is where it's filmed um so it's always kind of been a background that everyone's talked about it everyone knew about it but somehow it completely passed me by i've seen the odd clip of it but that's about it mm-hmm. um so yeah i, I was going to start watching it before we um started talking but i thought i won't i'll keep yeah. i'll keep my dummy hat on see what you've got to say about it um but yeah it's definitely made me want to watch it. It, it yeah just sounds like it taps into that the weird bit that everyone has in their brain and you all sit there thinking is this normal yeah, should I be having these thoughts? Is <laughs> yeah. anybody else? And 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 if anything, it's kind of it's kind of reassuring that these characters are having thoughts that you have may have had, yeah, or you know, a, a weird thing that you've just you know gone off and done. You go, oh, that is like me, and that is just like me. And I think again, that's the relatability of it. We've all had those awkward moments, those awkward relationships, awkward mm. sex, awkward whatever, you know. There's another character who I really love again that slides into the ridiculousness, uh, which is Johnson, and he becomes uh, Mark's boss. And in the in that episode, in that first episode, it's in the first series that we're introduced to him, and then he becomes uh, basically his boss and a staple of the series, right. and everyone loves him. And he's the he's the kind of opposite of Superhands. He's this um, charismatic, super chill, charming, handsome kind of boss manager business type. And he's like, yeah. And it's almost has this kind of faux American accent as well. Um, And in the first episode, he's so charming and so, so interesting. And, um, and that Mark actually considers that he might be gay. And there's this whole, this whole episode about him, like questioning his sexuality. Um, There's a great bit. He was like, he was like, (laughs) he went, he goes down to his local like uh, corner shop and uh, I think it's Mr. Khan or someone who's like doesn't question anything I buy at all, even even gay porn. Um, puts on the gay porn. It's like it's like yeah, this is all right. You know, it's like it's like hey, you know, it's just like it's just like it is like a porn film. So it's like hey, my name's Tim. Um, I love long walks on the beach and uh, huge cocks. 
and, and then and then it gets just as it gets to the sex and like pops out like the it like it's got this this guy's got this huge erection you can't see it because it's you know it's tv but and it, and it pops out and i think it's blurred and then he goes yep too rich for me and then <laughs> turn, turns it off and he's like i'm not gay but then he kind of if, if, is gay and then oh uh, there's so many I, I won't spoil it for you but there's there's so many wonderful kind of awkward situations and it's even it, it becomes more and more ridiculous as their stories intertwine their personal mm. journeys intertwine there's a whole there's a whole thing about like uh mark borrows a computer for his new job and he's looked up some weird stuff on the on the computer and he's like he's like jez will you take will you take this bullet for me will you say it was you and he goes on he's like and he's like i'm gonna take that wank bullet for you <laughs> He's like saying all sorts of stuff. Like, yep, I I I done a wank. Uh, I did I did several, you know, all over. You know, maybe got some on the keyboard, whatever, whatever he says. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a wonderful show. It's 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 heartwarming, and yet, like, I think the last episode, um, spoilers. Uh, but I think I think uh, one of the series ends with him going, uh, no, that's no. The series ends, and he thinks. He was like, you know what? I think everything's gonna work out right. It's gonna, it's gonna be fine, isn't it? It's all gonna work out fine. And mm. Jez is like, yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. And it's like, it's like again, very relatable. Where you're like, you know, you're trying to comfort a friend, or vice yeah. versa, they're trying to comfort you, and it's just like, nah, it's all, it's all fine. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, again, I don't want to spoil it for anybody that hasn't seen the show. Um, but those are some of the key characters. Um, you know, and again, there's some great, there's some famous faces as well. You'll see uh, as the show goes on, um, you know, and some other stuff happening. Uh, but again, I don't want to spoil it too much. No. Just get on Netflix; it's all there. Just binge it. Just mm. you know, it's it's a real it's a real comfort show for me as well. And I I often put it on when I've got a hangover, and it, it always cheers. It always manages to cheer me up, whatever mood I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, it says it's nine series, but of course it's British, therefore it's only 54 episodes. So it's entirely consumable. It's, Absolutely. It's not like a life's work to try and get through it. No, it's not It's not your CW Arrowverse. And again, the, the episodes are like 20 minutes, oh. like, you know, a little over 20 minutes, Channel 4. Um, and it's good, you know, it's, it's, it's fun, it's... Um, I was going to say it's educational, I guess, <laughs> in a sense. In a sense, um, but yeah, it, it's it's something that I'll I'll always cherish and always love. Like when I was when I was growing up, like you know, I I, I gravitated towards those Friday night after school late night comedies. You never mind the buzzcocks. Mm. You you know all the, all that sort of stuff. Channel Four, BBC Two. That I would just kind of go between those, and I just absolutely love that sort of stuff. Like. And I'd absorb as much as I could. Like I'd watch the early Graham Norton, which is the better Graham Norton, when he had all yeah. the shit guests, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, all the, all the like, like you know, uh, Miles O'Keefe and people like that would come on the show. Not, you know, uh, you know, is is I think when he transitioned over to BBC, it was it was a bit too safe for a while. I think now it's a bit close to what he yeah, used to. Yeah, he settled in a bit. Yeah, um, it took it took some time because I think obviously they were like, he's a gay guy. And BBC are very like you know very conservative, I think, and they were a mm. bit like mm, we're not sure we, we, you can't get it can't get the vibrating tongues out anymore. That was a, that was a Channel Four thing, but uh, Graham Norton, you better you better calm your passions just a bit. But I thought he was great as well. I still think he's very good. 
Um, but yeah, you you name it, anything like space as well. I mentioned earlier, all of those kind of shows around those. It's kind of I think it was kind of like late nineties to like early two thousands where I literally just was like, I'm just going to absorb all of this because yeah. I think it's, I'm laughing. You know, a lot of the jokes I had no context for, like South Park as well. I watched that at a very young age as well, yeah. and a lot of the stuff went right over my head. But I thought it was still hilarious even as a child. So. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's definitely a a British sitcom. It's a it's a mainstay. It's got to be on top ten lists uh, all over the internet for like British sitcoms. It, mm. it just has to be, you know. Um, and and I think it will remain there for some time. I don't, I don't think anything's going to come along now to to top it in the way and to do something unique with that kind of sitcom yeah. framework. Um, but yeah, and and I don't think they've those two actors. Uh, and the writers have, have kind of topped themselves at all. No, I always, um, I always assumed it was written by Mitchell and Webb because um, obviously they've written so many of their other things, but apparently mm. not. So mm. yeah, hats off to all the writers on that show for mm. making those people who they are, basically. <laughs> exactly, like that. That that this is where most of them started and where everyone's kind of moved on to. Um, like I said, you'll see a lot of kind of familiar faces and they'll pop in for a couple of episodes, pop out. Um, but yeah, it's it's a wonderful show and uh, I can't rec- recommend it highly enough. Like I said, some things won't have aged well. There'll be some jokes mm. that are a bit weird or awkward, or um, but that's kind of part of the humour. Um, and again, it's probably not the, you know, I, th- I, think, I think women can get a lot out of it, but I, I think there will be some women out there where it's just like, it's just fucking dickhead men. I don't want to sh- what I, I have dickhead men in my life. I don't need to watch another <laughs> show about dickhead men, um, which I would totally understand as well. Uh, but being a dickhead man, I find it very relatable. <laughs> well, there you go. So all the dickhead men out there, this is the yeah. show for you. Yeah. Perfect. There you go. Yeah. Thank you so much. If my pleasure. you would like to hear any more about any of the shows that Dan has mentioned, do drop us a line. All the details are in the show notes and I will drag Dan back on kicking and screaming to talk about any more shows that he enjoys and, you know, gives an insight into the way he thinks. Cause that's always fun. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you want to venture that far into my mind, <laughs> some dark recesses that you don't want to visit. Yeah. Scary. That would be the, um, that'd be the side feed. Like <laughs> just for people who want to really be afraid. Yeah. Be afraid. (laughs) Yeah, if you want to hear more from the lovely Spider-Dan, listen to his podcast, because it is amazing, Spider-Dan and the Secret Balls. He talks about all of the crazy things that you need to know in your life, because it's just who he is. All details are in the show notes, how to contact me, how to contact Dan. Dan, thank you so much. You're the best. My pleasure. You are the best, Ball. You're the best. No, you're the best. No, you're the best. No, you hang up. (laughs) Okay, bye.